Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberPro Podcast. It's five questions in nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Marco, let's start here. Who are you and what do you do? All right. Hi, Rick. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, my name is Marco Palacios, and uh, I'm the Senior tech, tech Tactical Threat Analyst, and I work for the company uh, Fortinet uh, in the 4 Guard MDR services, um, assisting customers uh, conducting investigations using the uh, EDR product that we have. And additionally, I, I am the vice president of a nonprofit organization called Pacific Hackers Association. Uh, we're helping parents and other represented communities to get into the cybersecurity field, uh, basically for free without you know, breaking the bank. So, so you have no time whatsoever. We, no, I, I have two jobs, literally, you know, my, <laughs> my full-time job for Fortinet and then my second job in, in the nonprofit. That's awesome. We appreciate you doing that for everybody. So that's a good headway into question number two. Why do you love being a cyber expert? Well, you know, the cybersecurity industry is one of the few industries that where, where you never stop learning. Uh, every day there is a new thing to learn. Uh, so it challenges you. You know, if you're a person who likes challenges, this is the, the one of the places that you can be in. Uh, on top of that, it makes you realize that you can contribute to society by stopping cyber attacks uh, one at a time. So in other words, uh, you make a difference by working in the cybersecurity field because then you make a, uh, this world a better place. You know? I'm sure that your, your friends and family ask you for cyber advice all the time. So let's talk about that. It's, it's a top concern and I use air quotes uh, just because I'm sarcastic in that way. But what does cybersecurity as a top concern mean to you? One of the things that, uh, and, and I, I have to say, I agree with others. You know, there's definitely cybersecurity is a top concern because, you know, we're connected via technology and the technologies that we're using to connect, uh, we're not creating with security in mind. So we're still using, you know, like DNS was created you know, a long time ago, you know, uh, pretty much the whole internet was created a long time ago and it was not created with security in mind. So now people are exploiting them, right? So uh, again, those are the things that, you know, people or, or, you know, security people should be focusing on, you know, trying to reduce the risk uh, by implementing security controls or, or, you know, or, or creating security programs, you know, where you need to have a budget, where you need to know how to monitor, you have to, you know, uh, triage and stuff like that. And, and most importantly, having the right people, having the uh, policies and procedures in place. Those are the things that should be a top concern. No, that's, that's super insightful. What other pieces of insider information do you want to share with our cyber network? You know, I think the most important piece of advice I will give, and this is just in general, uh, from C-level directives, managers, supervisors, to actually people who wants to join the, uh, the, the cybersecurity workforce, is go back to the basics, learn the basics. Uh, the fundamentals of information security are people, technology, and processes. That's so simple. It's these three basic principles that, believe it or not, people are not following. And that's why we're you know, getting uh, hit every time and we're getting attacked and the attacks are successful and stuff like that. Because you know, from, a, from a directive or manager perspective, you know, they give you a budget 
And the first thing that comes to mind is, okay, I'm gonna buy a technology. Okay, that's great. Now you basically, you got the technology down. But if you don't have the right people to manage that technology or configure it or monitor it or anything like that, then you just waste your time. Then on top of that, what if you don't have the, uh, the right um, uh, procedures or policies in place? I mean, you might have the, uh, the technology and the people, but maybe you don't have the, the, the policies in, in place. So then it, it, you know, it's, just, it's just like a, a circle that is never gonna end until you got those three things down, then you start seeing success, you know, when you start implementing those type of programs, you know? So I, I would, my, again, my advice is go back, understand what these principles are, you know, understand what they really mean. And then, because that will make things easier. So that will be my, my advice. I love it. People, technology, and processes. And I love that people is first. So that's something I definitely promote there. Final question. It's the fun question. What's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? So when I was um, uh, a child or, you know, a, a few years ago, I should say, <laughs> uh, the, the one thing that I, I, I love, obviously, coming after school was, you know, turning my computer on and, you know, try, you know, dial up the modem. You know, that will be like the first thing, you know, listening to that you know, a 56K modem. And, and then if everything goes through, you know, then it you know, goes away, but then you get other services that make some similar, you know, uh, noises, uh, such as the MSN Messenger. I, I used to live in MSN Messenger because that's where I, uh, my family and friends used to be back then. And, and of course, AOL with You Got Mail, right? So that was uh, one of my favorite retro technologies that, you know, we cannot miss and we don't, you know, we take for granted what we have back then, like our new generations don't realize that in order to connect to the internet, it wasn't just opening a browser. It was actually going through a process, hoping that the process didn't fail you, right? And, <laughs> and when it, you know, go through, then it's a win, right? Because now you get connected, right? So again, uh, thinking about this one, uh, I will say the, uh, the modem for sure. I was super excited to hear your answer and I was surprised, but most people don't realize and what I've learned before this uh, is that you're a big fan of Back to the Future. So I was expecting you to say something like, you know, the DeLorean or the flux capacitor and throw me for a loop on that. But why do you love Back to the Future? I, wanna, I, I wanted to ask that earlier, but I want to see if we can end on that. Well, you know, uh, well, first of all, because it, it, out of all the, uh, the sci-fi movies that I saw back in the days, you know, in the 80s, 90s, you know, Back to the Future was the most realistic one that I, I guess from a technology perspective, we can accomplish, right? Like, obviously, uh, 2015 came up and, you know, we didn't see flying cars or, or, or hoverboards or anything like that. But in terms of like, for example, like if you recall uh, uh, Back to the Future 2, when uh, uh, Mary McFly was uh, got fired, you know, via a Zoom call. Now we call it Zoom call, right? But back then it was a, a, a video call, right? With the big monitors and everything. I mean, back then, uh, we didn't have it back then. Uh, people didn't realize that eventually one day we were gonna have something like that, like big televisions, you know, connection all the time and everything, something like that, right? But 
the reason why I like the movie is because again, it, it kind of makes you think. So if you're if we're like an engineer or some someone who likes to build things, kind of keep set the, this example for you to actually say, you know what? There is not a flying car. I'm gonna create my own flying car, or I'm gonna create this app that is gonna do this or do that. So there's a lot of things that are from Back to the Future that are still not real. That actually, if you're if you're a, a new generation, as I call it, go back and watch those three movies, especially the first and the second one, and then look what's missing from that, like how the uh, the the uh, the producers or whoever create the uh, the, um, you know, the script actually saw and say in, in 20, 30 something years, we're going to have this. Go through the list and see what's not there so you can actually come up with that technology or, 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 or whatever that is. The one thing I will suggest for everyone who's whoever is listening to this and you're thinking about creating that technology, start creating that technology or app or whatever the case is with security in mind, because then it will make things easier for the next generations. Full circle. I love it, Marco. Thank you so much for being on the CyberPro podcast. No, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for the invitation. And I hope your, your audience, you know, will like this and definitely give a thumbs up because this is great, you know. You did it. You made it to the end. Check us out for more content.